back to second episode of um, From the Rebbe's Heart, Letters of uh, the Rebbe, Correspondence of the Rebbe. Today's letters from the 21st of Marcheshvan, Tavshin Yud Zayin, 1957. This letter is to a gentleman from Kfar Chabad, Neretz Yisrael, um, Yisrael Zusman Dvoritz. Uh, first, the Rebbe uh, mentions a, a, the, all of the guests returning from Eretz Yisrael. Uh, certainly you heard from them and you heard, uh, um, you got Chazar, uh, you, you, uh, um, you got... You got a report from the people who came to visit. You got a report from the people who came to, that were here in New York by the Rebbe for Tishrei. Again, this is 1957. And certainly that will have uh, an effect uh, regarding your... Machshava Dibur Maisa, thought, speech, and action, serving of Hashem for the entire year. On the bottom, there's a note. And regarding, the Rebbe says, regarding to your question, if it is appropriate to have a fabring in a gathering without hearing words of Torah. So what does the Rebbe say? Uh, the Rebbe says that I'm shocked at the question. Of course, they should have words of Torah being shared at a gathering of Jews. And especially because what's explained in Hasidus that wherever there's 10 Jews gathering, the Shechina, Hashem's presence, is present. And even though that's true, regardless of whether they're sharing words of Torah, there's no qualifications or criteria necessary in order to be worthy of Hashem's presence resting on 10 Jews. It's also clear that it's uh, essential and so precious and so meaningful to share words of Torah when the Shechina is present. And then the Rebbe adds a caveat, a very, very interesting caveat. The Rebbe says in bold, obviously, I'm only referring to, in other words, I'm only talking about adding uh, a message of Torah to a gathering of Jews when this does not lead to any sort of, of arguing or fighting or disunity or even worse, to the, uh, to the ending or the, uh, the breakup of such a gathering. And so the Rebbe adds, you can see more in Shulchan Aruch, the laws of davening, uh, chapter 53, uh, section 23. And over there, the Alter Rebbe writes that when we are, when a congregation, when a shul is choosing a chazan to lead the services, they need to choose somebody who is uh, acceptable by the majority. However, if there's one individual person who, uh, who has a problem with that chazan, that is not grounds for them not to elect him as their leader for the services. And it should just be by majority rule. And the same thing is also quoted in Tanya, that the chazan who leads the services should be someone who is acceptable by the majority. And I think the, the implication here is that the Rebbe is saying, when you have someone speaking at a gathering and you want to make sure that this is a speech and a speaker that does not lead to disunity, or to the breakup of the entire gathering, you have to choose somebody who is not a lightning rod for controversy, choose somebody who is more or less respected by everybody, by the majority, and will not cause problems. And I think that's a very interesting criteria to keep in mind when you're arranging some kind of gathering, a class, if I bring in a conference, whatever it may be, um, you might find a talented person who's very capable of delivering a wonderful message of Torah, the only problem is that most people don't like him, and most people won't be interested in hearing what he has to say, or she, for that matter. 
And here you get this, this interesting, very, very, I think, very practical and relevant piece of advice and guidance that when you're choosing a speaker, it needs to be somebody that is respected and accepted by the majority of the crowd that's going to be hearing what he has to say. And it, it's interesting to note that the Rebbe is making a connection between two categories that are not necessarily one on another. One, the question is regarding gathering and Shulchan Aruch, what the Alter discusses, as well as in Tanya, that the Rebbe quotes, is speaking about davening. So they're both gathering, but essentially the Rebbe is taking this, the concept of, uh, of uh, keeping the peace, as it were, over the value of even uh, what it says in, in, in Perkei is that a gathering of... So a gathering of people without Torah is... Uh, even, so, so on one hand, you have this, this value of, of hearing words of Torah to the extent that, that uh, hearing words of Torah, if otherwise it's, it's, uh, it's an inappropriate gathering without it. And yet, even under those circumstances, here you have a value that will... That will out, uh, outweigh this, and perhaps you could apply the same idea to other areas as well, when you have a uh, one value versus the value of unity, that perhaps there's, sometimes it's better to be... Better to be smart than right? Something like that, no? Yeah. But yeah, unity over everything, and um, you know, you have this value of having at a gathering, but not at the expense of togetherness, not at the expense of brotherhood. Uh, and if those are the choices, that makes it very clear. If, if that is the choice, if you're telling me you can either have a gathering without Torah or a gathering with Torah, which will mean no gathering, then the Rebbe is basically saying, I think you should have a gathering without Torah, if those are the choices. Now, yeah. you can argue, we can argue and debate, are those ever really the only two choices? But if that's what it boils down to in a particular situation, then keep the peace. It's interesting to note that the Rebbe looks at it both, the question in answering, both on a halachic level as well as a Hasidic or spiritual level. The practical, just what it's quoting, what it says, the Mishnah Perkei as well as the, the idea. It's almost like the Rebbe is telling him, how can, you, how can you gather and not speak the Torah? Or don't you feel the Shechina? But then the paradox, the paradox to the caveat on that is also from both from a legal perspective and from a mystical perspective. So it's a real healthy, uh, healthy tension between these two points that's backed up both legally and mystically. Very, very interesting. What do you mean? Saying the, In that... the, the, the PS, the caveat on this can only be true that Torah at a gathering is, is necessary when it does not lead to fighting or the uh, breakup of the whole gathering, right? That right. point is also, is... Supported, is also supported by, by Halacha and by Hasidists. Right, right. Because you can ask the question and say, what do you mean? It says you can't, you're not Zivchei uh, Mason. You're, you're, uh, yeah. you, yeah. you shouldn't be the gathering Rebbe without said. it. The Rebbe said, the Rebbe said, look, here, I'm shocked. I'm shocked that you're even asking such a question. Of course, you have to have a So you could take that point and run with it, and then just steamroll over anybody who thinks differently. And what do we no. see yet from davening that even though you're supposed to have somebody who is an appropriate shleach uh, tzibur, if that's going to cause conflict, then yeah. it's not kedai.
Okay. okay. Fine. Yeah, this is all part of the practice. It's all good. Shkoyach, shkoyach. Yeah. All right. Thank you. All right. Yeah. Shkoyach. Thank you.